Hey guys, so welcome back to the Girlfriend Hour podcast with me, your host, Emily Todd. I hope everybody is doing really well today. Welcome back to another episode. I think this is our 12th episode of the series, um, of the season. I don't really know how many I'm going to do in one season. I feel like we've just gone over and we're just going for one, so we've still got a few more to come and I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this week's episode. So in today, episode I am speaking to the fabulous Amber. She is the founder of the new brand Apparel UK. Apparel offers like the finest in activewear and athleisure wear with curated edits transforming the way that women shop. So it's brand new, it only launched three weeks ago. Um it's such a fabulous idea. I speak to Amber all about her journey because she's had such a whirlwind journey. I think at the beginning of her career, she went to university to study law. Then she moved um, into finance and then eventually jumped into the fashion industry three weeks ago and is going in solo, but is doing it all on herself. And yeah, just really found her feet. So it was so lovely to speak to her about her journey because I think it's important that people know that, you know, you don't always know what you want to do. She, she'd always known that she'd wanted to have her own business and potentially get into the fashion industry. But, you know, she started with law and then she moved into finance and was really just testing things out. And I think that's what people need to remember, that it's okay to do that. And I feel like I can really relate because, I mean, I started in university in footwear design and I've moved slowly along to so many different things and it is okay. Um, But it was really nice to speak to her just about the journey she's had. She has some really, really great business advice as well. Obviously with just starting out herself, she's launched this completely on her own. She's done some fabulous events. I'm going to tag their Instagram in the description below so you can check them out. Um, Yeah, but they've grown the Instagram platform. I think it's got even 8,000, nearly 9,000 followers now. Um, But she seems to be doing amazing. She's got some amazing brands um, already on her website um, that she's working with. And yeah, she's just managed to really push the brand so much so quickly and just done it so well and it was a pleasure to speak to her she just had so much good advice I felt like I learned a lot myself especially for someone who's wanting to start their own business or get into the fashion industry um but yeah so I really hope you guys enjoy listening to this episode I certainly enjoyed chatting to Amber um today so yeah yeah let's jump straight into the episode Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, let's just, I think, to begin with, because you've had, you've had such a like a whirlwind journey, I think the best place to start is just to go straight back to the beginning. So you graduated from Cambridge, is that right? So talk to me from the very start all about that. Yeah, so um, I studied law at Cambridge, which is a bit of a funny one. Yeah. yeah um, because obviously a lot of people studying law want to be a lawyer yeah um, yeah obviously um but I kind of always knew that I didn't want to be a lawyer um and I just kind of I think I didn't really know what to do at uni and it seemed like a good one to pick um yeah so I went there really liked really liked the challenge of it um the academic side was good very hard obviously um yeah. and then started but then knew that I always wanted to do something within business but wasn't sure quite what it was yeah um so I moved to the business school at Cambridge so I left law Join the business course. I feel like there's when I look back on kind of the last 
three to five years, there's just been so many kind of changes and twists and turns. But yeah, so I moved to the business school. Um, I did an internship in marketing um, at Kraft Heinz. So, you know, like Heinz ketchup. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. So, yeah, yeah, kind of very big CPG company. Yeah. Um, um, but kind of found it a bit slow paced and thought, okay, right, I'm back to the drawing board now. Yeah. I didn't want to do law. I thought I wanted to do something more creative, so I thought maybe marketing, but no, I don't think it's that. Um, and I had some friends at the time who did internships in banking, and I thought, okay, maybe finance is for me. Um, and so I did an internship in banking straight after uni, and then kind of, and, and really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. And kept doing that for two years. Because there's so many different things in there, but I can completely relate, and I feel like so many people have this like journey where especially when you go to uni because really at that age like when who really knows what they really want to do and it's just about like trialing and testing so it seems like you've like trialed out loads of different things and I think that's okay as well and just finding what you're actually like passionate about because I'm the same I've done so many different things and I think oh my god I did that and that and now I'm like in a completely different place but that's but I guess you just pick up so many skills and I'm sure you probably picked up so many skills, especially now where you are in the yeah. marketing internship. I'm sure that's helped you massively. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. I think there's kind of this mad rush, as you know, to kind of go into a grad scheme. Um, everyone kind of typically wants to kind of go into those, well, at least at least I found, one, you know, people want to go into like accountancy, consulting, yeah. that sort of thing, law um but actually I mean there's so many options out there and people should kind of take their time in my opinion you know doing different internships and working out what's right for them because it's never how you expected anyway no and just giving things a go um so after so obviously you did that you did the banking internship so I'm right in saying you went on to become an investment banker um to begin with so is that sort of what you settled in and then when you went into that because so it was completely different but Yeah. yeah 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 so yeah so I did the internship and then they um, offered me a job kind of halfway through um, as an investment banker, which I took. Um, and it was um, kind of a world away from my experience at uni. It's kind of, it was, um, so it's very um, fast paced. You work really long hours, like crazy yeah. hours. Um, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, you eat dinner at work. And uh. sort of, yeah, like it's, it's very full on, but I liked it. Um, it's also very male dominated as well so I was quite often the only like woman on the team so like, oh, very interesting yeah how did you um, find that was that um god I could go on for hours yeah. about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah podcast, but, um, um pros and cons I would say um there's def- definitely been kind of trickier moments in my career um where I felt like I've kind of bit what well, it can be tough being the only person in the room and not kind of having those role models to look up to um but you know I think I I was lucky to have been in organizations where um people were kind of promoted based on merit etc um but yeah but I mean yeah there's definitely been tricky moments yeah but I think that's I guess probably helped as well now you're in like a female sort of industry and wanting to empower females I think when you've come from a background of being in like a male dominated area you know that's probably really like what pushed you to want to create that dynamic more maybe going forward yeah so so now we've moved so we've gone from the backstory let's move on to how you started getting into like the fashion industry so moving from 
an investment bank is that what you did straight away we went straight into starting up on your own moving away from that sort of business yeah so I was working banking I was um in Paris they sent me to Paris on a secondment um yeah who um but during it was during Covid um and I remember at the time I was wearing loads of active wear loads of sweatsuits and stuff and I thought to myself and I said to my friends god there's nowhere where you can kind of compare all of these brands in one place. I mean, there's obviously ASOS, but there wasn't really anything I felt um, for kind of women in their 20s, kind of early 30s, to kind of shop all these amazing activewear brands in one place. Yeah. And so I had to go and I thought, okay, that's interesting. Um, but was obviously working really hard, really focused on banking. But then the idea just kept coming back to me. Mm. Um, I then moved back to the UK with with in finance still um but again the idea kept going back to me so i decided to do a little survey just on my friends um and promoted it on instagram yeah. and kind of had such an amazingly kind of positive response to the idea that i thought okay um you know i've always wanted to start my own business let's kind of give this a go yeah um yeah so i'm I, sorry i'm moving i'm moving so quickly no, absolutely fine so yeah because I read about you doing that and that was that was that the sort of like pivotal moment I guess when you've got an interest in something and it keeps coming back to you it's sort of like that nag in your head when you're like oh you just need to do it and then you obviously did that sort of survey and that sort of prompted you to think what I'm thinking is right there's Mm -hmm. a gap let's go for it is that sort of how it happened yeah definitely definitely but I think even when I was kind of doing these surveys I never really I don't think I really um, thought that I'd ever quit my job and really go yeah. through it. Um, <laughs> it's a um, big, it's scary. It was, yeah, it was kind of always <laughs> like a fun thing on the side. Um, yeah. So yeah, I did that. I had an amazingly positive response. And then I thought, okay, like, let's do, what's the next, what's the next step? So um, I, I thought, okay, I need to reach out to brands to see if this is something that they would be interested in. And I thought that would kind of be the hardest bit um, yeah. winning over the brands. Um, but I put together a little presentation deck and started reaching out to brands and kind of had, again, a super kind of positive response. So I thought, right, okay, this is really something um, that I should invest more time in. Yeah, absolutely. And like, had you always been intrigued in the fashion industry? And obviously, because it's act- activewear and athlete, is it athleisure? So yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Suit, yeah have yeah. you always been interested intrigued in the fashion industry have, is that always something that you you've just been naturally interested in yeah so when I was at school art was my favorite subject um oh. and I would be a fashion designer amazing um, like if you were to speak to kind of 15 year old me and um told me that I would be working in banking she'd be like oh my god no um but then I think like a lot of people kind of got pushed or not got pushed down but felt pressured to go down a more kind of academic path so never 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 did that but yeah it's kind of always been an interest and then um like I've been quite sporty myself liked yoga etc so that's kind of where where interest comes from love that because I mean the fashion industry is such like a I mean it is like a cutthroat industry and it is really difficult and I think I mean I'm in like the creative arts industry at uni I study visual communications and I know like those sorts of paths are always especially in fashion because I sort of steered away from fashion myself because I just knew how difficult it was 
so I think a lot of people do do that when it comes to that because it's so difficult you think and then you just get invested in something else it's maybe a bit more academic but it's nice that you've like got back in touch with that and it was something you you were interested in to begin with I really love that Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So what was the inspiration? So it's is it apparel? Apparel. Uh, people say different things. Yeah, because um, I was like, it's apparel. <laughs> yeah. Am I saying it right? Right, yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. like where tell me where did that name come from? Yeah, people ask me. <laughs> yeah. Or you just like sometimes you're just like, it just came to me. Honestly, it just came to me. I yeah. just I know I I've spoken to some brands and it's taken them ages to come up with a name, but it just kind of came to me. I think Um, it's sometimes it's just best because I know, especially like things like brand names and logos, people can sit on it for weeks and it's just like, yeah, it doesn't matter. (laughs) But I do really like the name. Um, So tell me the inspiration sort of at the start and what made you wanted to begin that journey. I know obviously it's always been sort of in your head, but is that sort of where, where it stemmed from? Yeah, I think, um, I'd always wanted my own business, but yeah. never felt I had an idea that was really, that kept coming back to me or that was really kind of good enough. And I think I felt with this sort of business, um, it has the opportunity, it has the potential to be massive, um, like an ASOS active work. Yeah. I felt like if I'm going to quit my job in the way that I have, um, it has to be for something that I really believe has the potential to be massive and that it's a business that I can potentially grow and then sell at some point yeah. or uh, raise investment etc so I think it, I think it was that really um having the idea that didn't that I couldn't forget about and that idea being big enough um, yeah in terms of I think like as well like because so you completely did you quit your job and just went straight in is that what you yeah. did so it's <laughs> well, scary but it's great because yeah. you know um, so like I would say I didn't quit my job on like day one of yeah the- yeah, like, and I that you're like well. bye yeah. <laughs> I'm off <laughs> yeah. um no I say so I used to work on the idea in my like on my weekends and like in the evenings when I had spare time or so I was doing that you know for a couple of months and it was only when I had 25 brands who had signed up I thought okay um it's actually not a point where it's manageable anymore I kind of felt like during the day when I was at work, I wanted to be checking my emails and kind of doing apparel stuff. And I thought, okay, right, at some point I need to just be really brave and, and quit my job. And I was thinking about it for a long time. And even on, I remember even on the day when I rang my boss, I was kind of still super scared, like, is this the right thing to do? Had to have some of my friends kind of coax me into it. Yeah. And, um, but no, no, it was definitely a really good decision. No, 100%. And I think sometimes, do you, especially with things, when it comes to things like this, you do just have to be so brave. And I think that's where a lot of people fall down. I mean, having great ideas and it like nagging them, but just not being like sort of brave enough to be like, actually, you've just got to go all in. Because yeah, you yeah. do. And that's like the scariest, the hardest bit. 100%. And I think I read somewhere, um, it, was, it was by a guy, um, the guy who started um, PayPal. Um, oh, so, yeah. Yeah, said like, if you, you know, the first thing I ask um, entrepreneurs when I'm thinking about investing in them is like, how have you gone all in? Like, how can you show me that you've really thrown everything into this? Yeah. And I think when you're when you're all in, you kind of got to find that fifth gear, sixth gear, whatever to keep going. So, hundred um, percent. Yeah, no, it's definitely scary, but there are definitely benefits. But they say that like any time I, because I'm absolutely obsessed with Dragon's Den. <laughs> that any time they get, it's always like 
they're not, unless they're 100% fully in, what have they put into it? What have they dropped for this? It's like, why would they invest in you? Yeah, why would I put my own money in if you're not prepared to kind of really go for it? So I think that's such a big, like a massive point, but it's really inspiring to see somebody who's actually just been like, do you know what, we're going all in and, you know, it's paying off. But um, talk to me a bit about Apparel's core values um, and sort of core goals and... just a bit on the brand like that yeah sure so there's a couple of aspects so um so there's a sustainability element there so um we have a conscious edit which is all about kind of celebrating um sustainable and often smaller brands um that you often wouldn't kind of come across so um sustainability is definitely a core element also in terms of our model is more sustainable than the traditional kind of um retail model so you know if you think about a player like ASOS, they'll have massive warehouses where um, all of the stock will be shipped there before going to the customer. Whereas um, with Apparel, um, the brands ship the products directly to the customer. So you kind of skip out that intermediary trade process, which kind of obviously wastes um, resources. So sustainability is kind of super key to what we're doing um, and what we're building. And then also um, it's all about kind of empowering women. So We kind of say um, the business is um, created by women for women and it's all about kind of celebrating and empowering every woman to kind of go out and and um, feel their best inside and outside the gym. Love that. Especially, I think, especially in the fashion industry now, like sustainability and stuff is such a key factor and I feel like you really need to show that and I feel like this is definitely like new and up and coming and you're sort of like doing that differently by like showing that. I think that's such a massive point of it um of the brand um but I looked I like read some articles about it saying it's like wanting to disrupt the way women shop acted where and I thought it was really like that was a really empowering like sort of like status I guess because of the way it's been going so far so like how is it doing it differently how is Afra like really doing it differently to anyone else out there yeah so I think the first thing I would say is that um there just there isn't a platform really for this demographic, so women in their twenties to thirties, yeah. for active exclusively for activewear and athleisure. Obviously, you have bigger businesses like ASOS, Farfetch, etc. But we feel that there's kind of an opportunity to build a real community um, around activewear um, and these like this kind of idea of empowerment. So I think in terms of how we're doing it differently, one aspect, like I said, is just that it's not being done in the market. Um, kind of other things, um, so there's lots lots of things we're doing differently. So in terms of how we're marketing um, the business, we want to do a lot of kind of community-focused stuff. So um, like I said, tomorrow we're doing our yes. first event um, to kind of meet some of our customers and some of the kind of influencers who um, have kind of supported us on that journey. And I think um, kind of doing this in, this in-person stuff and community stuff is going to be, is going to be um, like really amazing for the brand. 100%, I think so. Talk to me about the event a little bit because I mean that a lot of these events and I've, I've seen a lot of these community events happening, but they're, I think they're really amazing to get that together. And that, that's different, especially when you're a bigger brand, you can't really do, you can't really do that. Do you know what I mean? So this is, it's close, close to it. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of want, um, you know, as the brand owner, I kind of want to meet everyone um, myself, you know, particularly with influencers. I think it's kind of really important to have that relationship uh, moving forward. But yeah, so this event, um, 
yeah, it's um, in a really cool gym in Chelsea, and um, we're we're partnering with Lorna Jane, which is um, the biggest activewear brand in Australia. So it's really kind of amazing that. Oh wow, that's so amazing. Yeah, yeah no, it's really really cool that um, that Lorna Jane wants to kind of work with us um, as a kind of new small business. So that's really cool. Um, there's going to be almost thirty um, women there. So yeah, wow. super excited to meet everyone, and yeah, it's going to be a lot. Um, a lot is um, that tomorrow and um, it's sorry I say tomorrow it's because I'm going up to London tomorrow um, somewhere. yeah yeah oh how exciting I'm sure that'll yeah. be like so amazing like yeah. especially with, with all like the females like, like it's very empowering isn't it getting everyone together um but I'm so interested I'm really interested in the start of the company like how it kind of got, got off its feet and just mm-hmm. like at the beginning of getting brands because I mean how hard was that because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's you know yeah, I look back and think, how did I manage that? But yeah. um, because so so beginning, I had no website. Um, I just had an Instagram platform, you know, with like a few posts. Um, and so I built a presentation deck. So I thought, okay, if I don't have a website, I need to be able to present my brand visually um, and explain the concept. So I put this together um, and started reaching out to smaller brands first and. Um, I'm just so lucky because um, some of these brand owners who've now like become friends of mine um, just really believed in the vision, the whole kind of ethos of sustainability and empowering women and kind of they saw that there was a gap in the market for this. So, so yeah, they, you know, there was some, some brands that really kind of bought into this from the very first week. And then once you have, you know, five or so, or, you know, some bigger names, you can then go to more brands and say okay so now I've got blah 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 on board yeah. I've got Lorna Jane and it becomes a lot easier but yeah in the beginning um yeah looking back um it, yeah it, it was tough to begin with completely because but I guess that you know once you get one you can build on that and it gets a lot yeah. easier but it's just getting that one and I'm sure you put in so much hard work like emailing messaging trying to yeah. oh god yeah I was um you know going for everything instagram email linkedin linkedin was yeah. actually was it good yeah linkedin i, I love linkedin so yeah. i was like massive founders on linkedin oh that's interesting i do use linkedin but i don't use it as much as i should do you have a business um like apparel linkedin or is it just yeah i don't i really should um but yeah linkedin for me has been surprisingly good like i didn't really use it before apparel but now I kind of post on there as well and I actually get like way more views on LinkedIn than we do on Instagram yeah, as well. I've noticed that I always think like oh I need to start posting like more podcast things on LinkedIn because I'm literally constantly emailing messaging I mean yeah it, I know what you mean because you're just like constantly in the DMs trying to find people and then going through so it's it is a lot and I can imagine it's the same sort of experience when you're starting that out and um, yeah. no LinkedIn and as well Pinterest is massive now yeah, people have said that to me. I really need to get on it. Are 100%. You on Do you know what? I'm actually not really. I started a little bit, but I'm like, I'm going to, because I'm nearly fit as well. I'm still at uni, got my second year, well, finished this May. So as soon as that happens, then I'm going to be all in, like trying to like set my goals for like business wise. But yeah, so I'll definitely be getting on, but I just haven't had the time with everything. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I will be. Because yeah, I think that's massive. I mean, some people, like I've spoken to like, some influencers you know who are massive and they've said that Pinterest is what's really got them like 
yeah which so many views and stuff it's crazy and I never even think about it I never think about Pinterest really um but as well is did you start is this on your did you do this on your own was this is this completely you yeah so um yeah um I there was an I had a friend involved at the beginning um who worked with me for a while but she um decided that she wanted to get a grad job and kind of go down that route she was kind of she's a little bit younger than me so we kind of that went our separate ways and I said you know what I'm I'm gonna continue um without you and she's obviously been super supportive still so yeah it has been me kind of as the founder but having said that I've had loads of amazing people um help me on the way so my amazing friend Christy um has worked with me on the social media side and with photo shoots and kind of a lot of the creative vision has has come from her as well um, and then I've worked with some amazing people on my website. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of people kind of on this journey, but yeah, I'm a solo founder, um, which people often tell me is going to be really, really hard as time goes on. Um, but I, I don't know, I, I, I don't mind it. Yeah, and um, I think if, well, because you've had other people on the journey and you've, sometimes mm-hmm. I find, you know, maybe I, I thought it would be easier because you don't really have to, and I, I've seen when I've gone and done like business workshops and stuff a lot of the time, they say how you've got to be so careful when you go in with another person because it can go really wrong really quickly so that's why I thought it would be easier to kind of go in solo anyway yeah no for me it's definitely it's definitely um it's, I think if you you know if you want to make a decision you can just literally decide right yeah there you don't have to kind of put it past run it past anyone um but you probably probably in the early days you do have to kind of work more work harder because you're juggling all the different hats yeah Um, I guess it's there's pros and cons to every situation and that's the same with that um as well talk to me about the features that it's had because I've read a couple of different things and I think that's probably very key and very important getting up so talk to me about how important it was to get featured I mean I've seen a couple of things and they look amazing well, thank you yeah no I was very lucky kind of at the beginning to have had um a few reporters pick that up and then that then snowballed before the launch with more and more um editors wanting to write about apparel which has been amazing and um you're right you know that's been huge for me actually again through LinkedIn yeah oh wow yeah LinkedIn so um a lot of people have seen the article and then reached out to me on LinkedIn um like business contacts um I had, you know, a couple of people um, reach out to me as potential investors. I mean, I'm not quite there yet, but just having seen the article and various other people who've made introductions to me, having seen the article. So that's been amazing. I think also when I start to bring on more brands again, I think it's going to be great having those, you know, big logos yes. to, to bring, bring on more brands. So yeah, no, that's been great. Absolutely. And obviously PR doesn't directly translate into sales but just from like a reputational perspective it's massive yeah absolutely massive or completely from like a reputation perspective I think some people like forget that as well like it's not always like straight you know sales it's like there's a lot yeah. of other things to snowball and build that up so did you launch did you is that some, did you is that what you did did you sort of like have a launch day and went all out because I think launching is also really a big thing because now it's like the big yeah. launch people get talking yeah 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 so yeah I, I i spoke to these editors a couple of weeks before the launch and we set a date and oh my god those kind of few weeks before the launch were were really tough i'm not gonna lie yeah. and kind of getting the website together um running a million tests on the website to make sure it was all working i think 
you know, when I did launch, I wasn't, I was nervous about what customers might think, but I was also nervous about what the brands might think too. Um, yeah. Because they, yeah, put a lot of faith in me and the business. And so I was almost more worried, you know, are they going to like this? Are they going to like how I presented their product? Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was all fine. I think a lot of people get so nervous. I think it's, yeah, just having that belief in yourself as well that you know you've worked so hard and you've done that. But it can go over your head and you're just obviously thinking about when some other people are putting their like faith and you know really like standing by you it's it's it must be so scary um but did you invest a lot into the business have you how have you gone it because I'm so intrigued about like how getting up and running like just personally for myself but did you have investment how how did it start in that way yeah so it's a really good question um so I haven't taken um investment it's um been like my savings from finance that I've kind of plugged into this um so I think for a lot of people kind of um perhaps rush into raising investment I think yeah you know it's kind of a sign of success everyone wants to get that kind of glitzy headline of raising investment but I think having worked in finance myself um I'm very kind of aware of how important it is to retain as much equity and control of the business as you can. I think for me, um, I didn't want to give away too much of that equity at an early stage. Because obviously, if you're wanting to raise money before you've launched, um, because of the risk involved, you're going to have to give away quite a big bit of your business. Yeah, um, absolutely. Me, I've kind of bootstrapped it. Um, yeah. And use my own money for now. Um but I think, yeah, kind of in future, it's definitely something that I'd look at as kind of raising around. Yeah, because I think, yeah, a lot of people do jump straight into that. But I think as well, if you've done it all on your own, I think especially when you do go for investment later on down the line, if you if they can already see that you've put in yourself, that you obviously believe in the business yeah. because you put all of that in yourself. Yeah. So I think it helps. I think it does yeah. help. Yeah, I mean, obviously you've got to, like, it's not everyone's in a position to kind of, plug in their savings but often yeah. um you know I've heard amazing stories also people on your podcast of yeah really really small and not had to put in a huge amount of money and if you can kind of do that for a while do it on your own you know put in the small amount that you have I think it can reap really big rewards in future kind of just starting on your own just getting going yeah absolutely 100% agree um so yeah so I one of my favorite things about the brand is those like conscious edits that you do because I always find like you know when you want to focus on shopping sustainable and being able to really focus it down that's not really a thing <laughs> so yeah. seeing that with you is that's something different and I that's like one of my favorite things about it because you nowadays you do want to be able to do that you do want to know you know really focus on where, what you're shopping what is it especially when it comes to sustain, sustainability so I do I really love that was that something that was key that you make made sure that was what you wanted to kind of include yeah I think um yeah these kind of edits including the sustainability edit is something that we really want to I really want to build on I think um I think I want the experience um of shopping on the website to be a bit like shopping in a magazine in some senses I like yeah I like that that's really interesting yeah, yeah just kind of offering something a bit more than just the usual kind of filtering section um, and being able to shop in a really kind of curated way. So yeah, that's definitely something um, that we'll be we'll be focusing on and bringing out more edits in the future. Amazing. So tell me a bit, a little bit about like who your inspirations were. I know everyone has like inspirations like business and growth wise. Um, yeah. 
he wasn't like he was your inspiration but at the beginning now I've probably got more now yeah oh my god I have loads um I really like in particular hearing stories of people who've come from banking and finance and kind of male-dominated industries probably obviously because I was in that world and kind of coming into fashion or, or more creative industries so um have you heard of by rotation it's a fashion rental app um maybe maybe a fashion um, oh okay maybe I might have heard of it actually yeah you, can, you should check them out they're really cool um, I definitely so, will I'll have a look yeah um it's um launched by a lady called Ashita Cabra who's massive inspiration to me so she worked in finance and she then quit her um quit her job to launch this fashion rental platform again kind of very focused on sustainability um, and she's doing kind of amazingly, amazingly well. Also self-funded for quite a long time. Amazing. Um, investments. So she is someone I, yeah, a bit of a, a business girl crush, I guess. And I guess you can completely relate to her as well because it's sort of from the yeah. set. I always find that when you can relate to someone and someone's mm-hmm. gone through the journey. I mean, I always find, luckily for me, I, when I speak to people on my podcast or people come to me, I always find that whoever comes to me, who I, whoever I reach out to, I can always relate to them so much. I don't know if it's just they that I can just relate to what they're doing, <laughs> but it's so amazing, like finding inspirations along the way like that. Um, but yeah, the relatability side is always is always the best because you just yeah. like take them as inspiration. But so, any advice um for anyone who really wants to like get involved in this industry, or I mean, get involved in the fashion industry? That's a big one. <laughs> but yeah. Um, gosh, because I still feel like I'm a bit of a novice to the fashion industry, to be honest. So I would maybe have advice for people wanting to start a business. Yeah. In, in, um, but I, yeah, I'm definitely still getting to know the industry myself. But yeah, I would say if you want to start a business in fashion, you need to, or, or generally, you need to pick a part of, this sounds obvious, but pick a part of the industry which really interests you, which you're really passionate about, because it's going to be very, very hard work, whether you're in fashion or starting a business. And so you need to be, you know, completely obsessed with what you're doing. Um, Absolutely. That's probably advice number one, yeah. which, is bit, which is basic, um, but so important. And then, um, yeah, not being able, like, not being afraid to get your hands dirty and having to kind of try everything. I mean, so much has kind of been new to me, having come from finance. Yeah. Um, so the ability to just be really humble and kind of relearn skills um, has been super important. And then I guess um, if we're speaking about kind of advice for starting a business, I think my point around um, like putting in your own money, even if it's a small amount, rather than raising investment would, would kind of be my, yeah, my bit of advice. <laughs> absolutely. No, I think I've taken away from that too. And obviously the passion, because you're clearly passionate about what you do. I think that's just such a bit, I mean, I listen to countless podcasts of people starting businesses and everything's the same. And you're just like, you're basically listening to the same thing because people just say the same. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. It's really, it's really hard work. So, um, yeah. and there's so many kind of difficult days that you just need something to kind of keep you going through. Um, yeah. So you've got to be, you've got to absolutely love what you do. Yeah, and you've, yeah, because I think that's the hardest part sometimes keeping going, like, you know, because yeah. there's obviously going to yeah. be very difficult times. So keeping going yeah. and having the strength to like persevere and not give up because it's so easy yeah. to just think, oh, but yeah, keep yeah. on going. Yeah. And when you love what you do, then I'm sure it makes it much easier. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Um, so, 
tell me the goals and like the future ambitions and where you really want to take apparel like dream big <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean I, I want to hear moving forward um, because it seems to be going in an amazing direction already so and how long has it been how long has this been running for yeah so the website's been live for about three weeks so it's still like a baby <laughs> it is a real baby it's a baby yeah um but yeah in terms of my like massive ambitions um if I'm really to dream big I'd like apparel to be the equivalent of um ASOS in the activewear space um obviously done in a bit more of a kind of sustainable sustainable conscious way yeah. um but to have that kind of brand recognition that yeah. a massive player like ASOS would and for it to be the kind of go-to destination for people wanting to buy activewear sweatsuits you name it um yeah. in the UK amazing like I, th- I actually read that it was like sort of wanting to go the equivalent of like it's like far-fetched is that what it yeah. is I feel like I can see that yeah so um yeah I often kind of use Farfetch as a reference point because um the way we operate um with delivering directly from brands is kind of like a marketplace model instead of the traditional kind of wholesale model like an ASOS so yeah we often kind of reference Farfetch as a, as a big inspiration yeah amazing so, yeah, if we could be even a fraction of the size of Farfetch that yeah <laughs> amazing um, so for anyone who wants to find you what's your instagram um handle yeah so we're at apparel uk a-p-p-a-r-e-l-l-e yeah uk and then the website is just www.apparel.co.uk amazing and i can put it in the description as well so everyone can have a look but I'm definitely going to get going on I've already actually had a look because I'm so I, I'm well I'm massively into yoga so I do a lot of yoga so I'm really I was looking at all like the yoga mats and stuff like that but I think that side of things um because yeah I'm massively into that and well I do go to the gym but more, more yoga styles and I wear I wear active wear all the time to be honest <laughs> I literally never out of my like because I just live in like leggings and all day yeah me too so it's amazing but um thank you so much for coming on it's been such a lovely chat really inspirational um but yeah thank you so much for joining me thanks so much lovely much if you got to the end of this episode and i hope you enjoyed listening to amber and her journey with apparel um like i said before i'm going to leave it in the description below so you can go and check it out and go and check the journey and go and check her website out because there's some literally amazing stuff on there but yeah like I said I'm so into my yoga and some of the yoga mats on the website are just stunning um so definitely definitely worth going checking out um and just the fact that you can just choose to shop consciously on there and it's just it's just done done so differently it's such an amazing idea and she's such a fabulous businesswoman so yeah I hope you guys enjoyed listening in today's episode to help push the podcast if you head over to apple podcast there is a section if you go into the girlfriend hour scroll down to the bottom there's a section to be able to leave um, a rating and a review even just a, re- a rating um will really help because it really helps push the podcast up so people get the chance to listen to it so if you head over to apple podcast it would mean the absolute world to me um to leave a rating and review but yeah I hope everyone has a fabulous rest of their week, rest of their weekend, and I will see you in next week's episode.